Uh, well, it's uh, great to have you back with us for week number three of our um, Can You Relate series. We changed our, our seating last week because I looked at the video and I looked really awkward sitting in a tub chair. So uh, I changed this. So I'll watch the video later and if it's, you won't find me standing up next week or just hiding behind a curtain. Either way. So um, last week we started to introduce a topic that some of you may be familiar with. It was a topic of boundaries. And simply put, a boundary is defines what belongs to you and what belongs to me. It's a bit tricky here because we've got a boundary, but this table goes across the boundary. So um, sometimes we find things cross over that they should, and sometimes we find out things that can't. On our, um, on our street and the church, we've got um, uh, some massive trees. And uh, uh, a little while ago, we had some termites in the trees. And so we had the, the council come out. What the council particularly do, they, they sort of get the, the um, property maps out and they determine what side of the line, the property line of the boundary is the tree. And if the tree happens to be on our side of the property line, it's our problem. If it's the trees on the other side of the property line, it's their problem. Uh, so in this situation, we uh, thankfully the tree that was in, under question was on their side of the line, and so they had to they, they're going to deal with some of the, the big overhanging branches and stuff. But property lines are like that, boundaries are like that, where it identifies if this is on my side of the property line, it's my responsibility, and if it's on your side of the property line, it's so it's your responsibility. It makes it very clear. There's no arguing, no arguing what belongs to each person. And so, um, so uh, we are responsible to take care of what's on our side of the fence. Uh, I'm in control of what happens on my side of the fence uh, at home. I'm in control. My neighbour can't tell me what to do on my side of the fence. On my side of the fence, I feel safe. I should feel safe. I should feel able to do what I want to do uh, without being in, um, affected by the person on the other side of the fence. And so boundaries help us to... Um, make life more manageable and boundaries help us to feel safe. Uh, last week we shared how boundaries are part of God's design for our world and for our relationship. Uh, in creation God created earth and sea. There was a boundary between the, the sea and the earth. They're not meant to cross over. And so throughout creation we find boundary and uh, boundaries created by God uh, to define creation, to provide order, to provide uh, in the Garden of Eden, mankind had the ability to, to eat of any tree in the garden except one. So they were given boundaries in the garden and the crossing of boundary had consequences. So, so we see boundaries an incredibly biblical concept. We see it reflected in the Godhead. We find that the Trinity that we, that we often discuss is, and we don't often discuss it, but the, the nature of God is also clearly defined into three distinct personalities. Uh, we find the Holy Spirit. And today is the day of Pentecost. And so on the day of Pentecost, it wasn't um, the, the physical Jesus that came and filled the church with power. It was the Holy Spirit. We see defined roles within the Godhead. It, was, it wasn't the Holy Spirit that died upon the cross. It was Jesus who died on the cross. So boundaries are very much the nature of God also. And so um, <coughs> Solomon put it this way. Solomon said, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. So our, our, our hearts, our inner person, our, our emotions, our affections, our passions, our energy, our time, our relationship, those things define who we are. And we are, I'm accountable to God for those things, for my time, for my passions, for my energy. And effectively, our heart becomes our property line. And so that's why for us, healthy boundaries are really important. We're taking uh, last week and this week to talk about that. <coughs> 
And so uh, um, it's important to guard what's ours. What is ours, Al? Okay, so last week we talked about our feelings, our attitudes and our behaviours and they are what are ours and what we're responsible for um, and what we're not responsible for is other people's feelings, attitudes or behaviours. Um, do we have them on slides, Joel, or no? Hmm. Okay, so boundaries can look like a number of things. We're still recapping here from last week. If you want to hear the whole message, probably good to go on Facebook. Yep. And if you get our e-news, the, the slide information was on that as well. Um, maybe check your junk box, because that's where my e-news goes. I don't know why. Um, yeah, so boundaries can look like a bunch of things. They can be um, our time, our physical boundaries, just basically staying away from people who you're not feeling safe with. Um, it can be emotional. So you don't necessarily, I said this last week, you don't have to be friends with everybody because some people might not be safe for you and that's okay um, you can have other people as boundaries as i said when we were newly married mark was my boundary for a while if i didn't want to do something oh i just have to check with mark and then i'd say he said no and that helped me because i maybe couldn't say no so thanks for that um so we looked at some different types of boundaries but we also looked at what a lack of boundaries can look like and there's relational lack of boundaries and there's also functional lack of boundaries and um, relationally you can just uh, who can remember what they were because oh, I can't I'm having a total mental blank are they on the slide they were they're on the slide so look at your e-news they were really it was very interesting oh actually I do remember it now oh but hmm Yes, there we go. You're so good, child. Whose child is that? Um, yeah, so functionally you can have low energy levels, concentration, lack of concentration, um, and disorganisation. But relationally, go back to that one, you, you can actually find yourself with anger, resentment, rage, obsessive compulsive, anxiety is a huge one. Like if you stressed all the time because you're just feeling out of control. Um, I think we're going to do that one in a minute, Joel, so scrap that one. Um, okay, so we talked about boundaries last week, but this week we're more talking about when our boundaries, how our boundaries impact each other. And I want to go back to the slide from week one, which is about powerful, powerful people and powerless people, so not that one, Joel. And it just talked about, like I wanted to just highlight what happens when a powerful person interacts with someone who's feeling powerless and how to handle that. And it's just amazing that the week leading up to all of these series, these circumstances happened to me. And I actually said that someone was being passive aggressive with me and I actually said that line <laughs> because I just went, Oh, frustration, I don't know what to do with you. And then I said, we can talk later when you choose to be responsible and tell me what's really going on. And I didn't hear from them again. But hold, like, you know, like watch this space, they might be fine. But I wasn't going to take on that they were being passively aggressive to our in our conversation. So when we, what, 
what uh, this is by this is basically what um, this guy said, Danny Silk, in keeping your love on. And we sold out of these the first week because people wanted to learn about powerful and powerless people. And I've had people, they've read it already in the last couple of weeks and they've loved it. So we got some more in, in case that you want to know more about what it is to be a powerful person and a powerless person. Um, because what this does, what this does, so if we have a look at, if you've got a passive person, what are you going to do about it? Because often they are wanting us to fix them or they're wanting you to fix them. And to the aggressive person, I can only talk with you when you decide to be respectful. Sometimes people use anger as a way of um, invading our boundaries and, and, and getting us to do what they want. So if you notice I'm using the words us, because I'm just presuming you all want to be powerful people, because I know I do. So, I, so this is just actually, you can use these sentences. If you're feeling stuck and you don't know what to do and you're facing a passive and aggressive or a passive aggressive person, use these sentences. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it is, it is important that we learn to have boundaries and have others respect our boundaries as well. And if we don't know them automatically, because as I said, I didn't grow up with them and we don't necessarily teach them to our children well, um, but we can. And if we, this whole thing is about expecting other people to be powerful also. So we're asking them to have all the traits of a powerful person, which is solving their own issues, which is talking respectfully, and which is taking responsibility for their stuff. That's me. So we're going to, uh, go, we're going to take you back in time to 1985. Um, uh, Eric? We've got a song. No, no song, sorry. Brian Adams is really good. No, no song. Um, the, the context of this is Biff Tanner. What movie are you doing? Biff, Biff Tanner has just had an accident in George McFly's car. Now, Marty McFly, who was going to borrow the car that evening for a hot date, comes home and uh, experiences this. So just show it. Can we drop the stage lights too, please? Hello? Hello? Anybody on? Oh, oh, oh. Bye. 
realize what would happen if I handed my reports in your handwriting? I'll get fired. You wouldn't want that to happen, would you? Would you? Of course not, Beth. No, I wouldn't want that to happen. Now look, I'll uh, finish those reports on up tonight, and uh, we'll run them on over first thing tomorrow, all right? And I'm too early. I sleep on Saturday. Uh, McFly, your shoes are tight. Don't be so gullible, McFly. Got the place fixed up nice, though, McFly. Yeah, I have your car towed all the way to your house, and all you got for me is a white beer? <laughs> So, can you see yourself in any one of these three roles that we saw modeled today? Maybe you can see yourself as George McFly. Maybe you've got people in your world that, are, that are, have maybe authority over you, or they're um, abusing you, or someone trying to dump all their stuff into your backyard. And it's just not your responsibility, but they are so wound up with anger or with self, um, just full with themselves, that they're just trying to make you face all the problems. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands if that's you, but you know, you may have situations like that, that you might find people that are uh, trying to manipulate you into getting what they want. Let me tell you, that is not okay. Uh, maybe you see yourself reflected as Biff. Now, not, obviously not as, not as mean and as nasty as Biff, but, um, but perhaps there's been times in your life where you've dumped your stuff and taken it out on, on a friend or your spouse or, or the dog, I don't know. But it's very easy when we're going through stuff to, to take out, to dump our stuff in someone else's yard when really it's our stuff to deal with. Or maybe, this is probably common for most of us, is maybe you can find yourself like Marty this morning. You're sitting as a third party watching a relationship, maybe in your family or maybe at school or work. You're watching uh, interactions between powerful people and, well, and, and powerless people and people that are just uh, abusing and manipulating relationships. So I'm not going to ask you where you are today, but hopefully today we'll give you some uh, some framework to handle some of these situations that occur relationally. So that leads us into, we had a couple of questions this week come in, so we just wanted to talk about those. Um, one of them was, what do you do in your workplace? Because I think that there's obviously, um, you have a boss, and can you have boundaries with your boss? Well, I just want to encourage you that, remember that slide, our favourite slide, and it says, everywhere you go, there you are. Well, you, as the person, are employed. So they actually want what you bring, not just the job you do, but who you are. And so if who you are is someone who doesn't like being spoken to in a rough and awful manner by your boss, you, you can bring that. You can actually say, hey, when you speak to me like that, that doesn't get the best out of me. 
that doesn't, it's not good communication because I'll shut down and then I don't hear anything that you say. You can still say that to your boss because, actually I'll put a pin in that and I'll come back to that later. But our work relationships, there is always a way to communicate healthily and to set boundaries for yourself, what you are willing to, you can do the whole passive aggressive or passive aggressive conversation with a boss. They are a person still. And just because they may have more pay than you or more responsibility than you, doesn't mean they get to treat people, you, however they feel like and, and however they think gets the job done. However, we can, as people, enable it. Like if they just learn that that's the way that they're gonna get the job done by bullying you, then they'll just keep doing that. And so it's up to us to actually be powerful people and stand up for what is right. Even in the workplace, you're not gonna get fired, I wouldn't think, um, for, asking, like for asking for a time to have that conversation. And so next week we're actually gonna be talking about conflict resolution and we've got a little present to give everyone um, because that's important, how we, how we fight. We were gonna call it Fight Club <laughs> because because how you fight, how you handle conflict is so important um, and it can, all, it can have good outcomes. Like I was telling someone, oh yeah, I was telling someone a couple of weeks ago that whenever I have had to have a difficult conversation, it has always ended well. Like, not just for me, because <laughs> that, that can sound bad, but I've actually always had a better relationship with the person afterwards because we've done conflict well. Doesn't mean it was easy at all, but it's, it's being willing to have a difficult conversation. So that's next week, very important week. Um, the other question that came up was about a good, excellent questions by the way. Um, the other question that came up was about cultures. Because in, say, the, the culture that came up was America. Say in America, I feel like they say whatever they want to whoever they want. And so they're, they're bound, you know, they're probably very good at saying what they think. However, like Mark and I were reflecting afterwards, you don't really want to disagree with an American <laughs> because that might not go so well. So different cultures do have strengths and, and I'm English, we don't talk about anything. Do we, John? John from Manchester. We don't. We don't, <laughs> we don't talk about our stuff. And so, I mean, when I say we, as a nation, but I do, but um, I think that's just totally God in working in my life. But I've actually been able to have conversations that are meaningful with English relatives. I know, it's a miracle. But, um, but we don't, like culture is, it's good to be aware of culture, but it doesn't have to set because relationships, human relationship is like across the board. What's the word for that? Universal. Universal, thank you, Sam. You are so useful. Um, it's universal how we relate to one another. And different cultures, you're gonna bump up against different things. But if you're respectful and honest and own your fab and let them own their fab, then it, it's recipe for success. Great. So if you do have other questions, email us. We'd love to give you some uh, advice. So if you have another question that came up last week for me 
or someone was asking me regarding this book, I Do Boundaries by Havilah Cunnington. Uh, the question was asked uh, for a guy, if you're a guy, uh, um, is this easy to read for a guy? Sometimes books can be written and they may, uh, depending on your, your gender, you may, you, may, you may read it well or you may not. So, you know, what I've what I found is certainly this book is quite easy to read as a guy. But you know what, on the whole, um, you know, any of these books can be helpful to you, but that's certainly a great book. And the other book that we've sort of been talking about, and we're only just touching the surface of boundaries, um, Cloud and Townsend, this is a, probably the, the boundary bible uh, in, in the Christian world. And so um, we're only sort of touching on the first 20 pages of this. There's, there's a lot more content on how you can live boundaries within dating or within relationships or marriage or with kids or uh, in your workplace. So a whole range of resources there. So we're gonna, uh, we're not, we can't cover everything, but if you've got questions, shoot us a question and we'll try to attend to that. So I'm going to take us to uh, Galatians chapter 6. And uh, while I do this, can you get that purple thing from there back behind oh, there? Sure. Thank you. Purple thing? No, just start with the purple one. Okay, so this is Paul writing to the church in Galatia. And Paul says to carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks that he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Each one of you should carry should test his own actions, then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. For each of you should carry his own load. Thank you for that. Tricky with that. Tricky with that. Who noticed Ali's uh, got a uh, broken arm? So, yes, that was, I'm not going to say his name, but it was uh, a product of last Sunday's uh, girls, versus, girls versus Guys Soccer. Right. It was mixed. It was mixed. Either way, broken arm. I saved the goal. Saved the goal. Happy days at home, let me tell you. So, um, all right. So, okay, I've read a verse. Now, I want us to look at this verse for a moment. I've underlined a couple of key things here. Because on the reading of this, Paul's saying a bunch of things. And on reading, you might think there's a bit of a, a conflict. There's, a, there's something going on here which creates an interesting uh, a dynamic. Um, and Paul's firstly saying to carry each other's burdens. You can see that it's a highlight, it's underlined. Uh, and the second one is to carry your own load. And so we've got this concept of carrying each other's burdens and carrying your own load or your own burdens. The, the, the Greek words here, the, the, the word for burden is the word baros, which means a weight or heaviness or an exceedingly crushing load. Um, uh, and in this case, uh, you could consider it, and in our case, it could be a really, it would have been good for you to really strain. I struggled up the stairs. Did anyone help you? Did you see me struggling up the stairs? Yeah, see? So it could be something incredibly heavy, something that you can see people carrying, and um, and you just, the circumstances, the wheels are handy, wheels can be really easy. Um, if you think about a big bag or a big boulder, and you see people carrying stuff in life, the Bible tells them we've got responsibility to, to help them. Now, now, what type of things can be a boulder? What type of things can be a really heavy burden? Well, um, sickness can be a heavy burden. Someone facing a, a chronic situation where they're, they're, um, they're, uh, uh, the doctor said this or, uh, or the bank manager said this, there's, there's big things in life that the death of someone is a heavy burden. Um, maybe it's the, a, a marriage or a divorce 
that's a heavy burden. There's things that, that you can see people carrying in life that can be a, you can see their souls being crushed there. They're having to deal with stuff that is so hard. And so, so Paul is saying that we've got a responsibility to carry, to help one another to carry burden. For those on camera, this is the... Um, I'm not, I can't lift it up. It's so heavy. Sam, can you help me lift this bag up? So, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't It'll take too, much, take too much time. They can see it. They can see it. Well done. So, so uh, grief or death or a health crisis or anxiety or depression, we can see people going through the stuff. And we've got a uh, God saying, when you see someone like that, we need to help. Um, helping them to do what they cannot do for themselves. Uh, and God says, God commands us to help them with that burden. We are responsible to one another for that. Um, and the goal isn't to carry it for them forever, uh, but to help them till they get to a point where they can carry it for themselves. Um, so can you go and get the next thing? You can mum a little helper today. Nothing more. Do you need a hand? Very funny, Fiona. Okay, so now let's go to the next word regarding uh, carrying our own load. Uh, and so the, the word here is it's referring to the word, or the, the word itself is por, have I got it up there, Joel? Portion. Or you can pronounce it Greek, you can tell me how to say that. But effectively, we're talking about carrying, uh, it's our cargo. It's, can I have one of them? Because we all get one. Um, this isn't a gift, it's not the Ellen Show, maybe everyone gets a backpack. Seriously? Yeah, thanks. Okay. So, thank you for that. So, um, all of us, all of us have got a, all of us have got our own load to carry. You're not taking this seriously. Can I have the door on one instead? All of us have a responsibility to carry our own load. Um, that things that we're responsible for, things that are that are in our backpacks, things that, that we are responsible for, and I didn't get to stick a prop in here, but what goes inside our backpacks? Our fab goes in our, not, not the washing liquid powder, but um, our, we are responsible for our feelings, our attitudes, our behaviours. We've got responsibilities that we are all called to carry, and, defend, and God's saying we've got to carry them ourselves. <coughs> And so, um, and not only that, each one of us are unique. Uh, you've got, I've got responsibilities that only I can carry. I'm, I'm, I'm a father to four kids. I have to think about that one. There's four, that's right. I'm a husband to one wife. Um, but each one of us have unique situations that you, uh, that live inside your backpack that only you can do that you are responsible for. And so, um, and so the problem is, is when people, uh, fail to take responsibility for their backpack. When people say, you know what, I really can't be bothered dealing with, but we talked about feelings, attitudes, behaviours before, but we, we, we expect other people to carry the responsibilities that we should be carrying. And, uh, and the problem is that uh, I'm, I'm living a happy life because I've got no responsibilities, I've got, I can do what I like, I can think what I like, I'm, I'm not burdened by anything, but the other person is. Um, and the problem the other person has is that um, they can't attend to, she's got her own backpack to carry, 
And so all of a sudden, the other person gets weighed down by other people's stuff. Now, and the issue that Ali has now, when she sees someone in need, because remember, she's only meant to carry her own load, but when, when, we come, when we're carrying everyone else's load, and we see someone really struggling with a burden that is important for us to help with, she can't help. Because she's too busy dealing with her own stuff, which is a God-given responsibility. We can't shirk off what God gives us to someone else. But when we start carrying everyone else's backpacks, their loads, we are not in a position to help those who we should be helping, those, according to Scripture, those with burdens that are, that are crushing them and that they need help with in, in getting through the stuff of life. Um, and so while we're carrying that, all our time and energy uh, depleted. I, I was driving to at a morning tea at uh, Belmont 16 on Thursday with some of our church family, and I was at the corner of Evans Street, the traffic lights, and I saw an interesting sign. Can you read that sign up? Okay. Andrew, is this you? No. No, well, you've got Julie there. Julie's phone number is so, there. So I'm sorry, if, if, you're, if, you, if this is your company uh, and, and you know these people, I'm not trying to speak ill of you. But I saw this sign that says, you know, um, we'll treat your home like it's our own. And so I thought that's a, that's a wonderful thing until I zoomed out and looked at their home. <laughs> Maybe that is. Now that, 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 do, you know the, do you know the sign, Tony? Is that just around the corner from your it's place? Do you know Woody? I do. Oh, no! <laughs> Now, the, the problem with that is we are so busy doing everyone else's homes and yards and gutters and lawns that our, our own, when we're carrying everyone else's stuff, it's so easy for our own stuff to get messed up. So, um, um, all right, back to you, Al. Okay, so now we're, yeah, can you take that off? It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's a pink one. Um, so we want to talk about two people that struggle with boundaries. Um, particularly, there's probably more than two, but we'll just start with them. Um, and one is um, those who struggle having boundaries or setting boundaries, and the other is those who don't respect other people's boundaries. So the first one is fuzzy. Fuzzy boundaries are compliant. They don't know how to say no. So um, when we put that list of of examples of boundaries, it's good to look through through those and see if there are any that you feel like you can do. Like, can I just distance myself from that person who cannot hear my no? It's tricky to it's tricky to point the finger at others not hearing your no when you're not saying no. And actually, sorry Noah, if or, you know the boys last week, they decided that they're gonna take over the service one time and just tell stories about us because we just do it about them every week. But Noah's very good at calling us out when we do a hmm boundary. He's like, so is that a no? Because you're saying maybe. And it's good for us because we're saying, we do want to say no, but who knows that people don't always respond well to your boundaries, so you say a soft one. And he just thinks, okay, there's flexibility here. I can get around this, which is fair. But it's good that he calls us out on it to say, actually, what are you trying to say? Yes or no, because a maybe doesn't help me. That makes me go, there's got to be some rules I can break here to get what I want. <laughs> you know those truths. I only just thought of that on the spot. Sorry if I didn't get permission earlier to say that. 
So if you struggle to say no, it's uh, Mark shared that scripture about guarding our hearts. If, if our focus is about guarding our hearts, you can actually um, find strength in that. My job is to guard my heart. And so I can say no. I am free to say no in this space. The issue with not being able to say no is that how does anyone believe your yes? Like, do you really mean it? If you can't say no, you might be telling whoppers when you say yes. Often they realise too late that you're in an unhealthy space. Which sometimes, just use that then. Use your those functional uh, boundary issues of disorganisation or constantly tired. Use them as, do you know what? I'm constantly tired. I may have a boundary issue. And just think about where you can possibly set a boundary. Too many responsibles, responsibilities, too few boundaries, and sometimes we do that out of fear. We covered that last week, that we're afraid that we're gonna hurt someone's feelings if we say no to them. We're afraid that they're gonna be angry or reject us if we say no. Um, you just need to know that who you are does not actually, um, sorry, no, what you do does not actually change who you are. So if you, if I say, if Mel needs my help and I can't help her, I need to say no, I'm still who I am. And we'd still be friends, wouldn't we Mel? Maybe. <laughs> if I do it too often, that'd be the end of me. But, um, but do you understand that I am still who I am and I am still her friend, even though I can't always drop everything and help her. But if our relationships are based on what we do for someone else, then that's probably an unhealthy relationship. You have to look at that for yourself. So can I intercept you? So um, George McFly had pretty fuzzy boundaries, you know, very soft boundaries where he would allow uh, all the responsibilities to come on him and he could have done much better to say no. Uh, but we'll talk about it in a minute why he struggled with that. Uh, I just want to pause for a second and ask you a question. It's got nothing to do with this, just you and me conversation. Give us a moment. That's right, did you hear all that? I had the microphone on anyway. So anyway, um, so I was just saying, I'm just very mindful of the time, so we may need to press pause very shortly on this part mm -hmm. and pick it up next week. Is that all right with you? Give me a wave if that's okay with you. Hands up if you'd like to. <laughs> Everyone's hand that's right. Who'd like to be here all afternoon? Ah. Okay, so Sophie no. and Sam. So, no. uh, actually, we, we might we might draw a line there, Al, on, sure. on, on fuzzy boundaries. We do want to talk about people because you've got those with soft boundaries. Then we've got people with strong boundaries, uh, and so we want to talk about that. I don't want to rush through that. Can um, I just finish fuzzy boundaries? Yes, you can. I like it to be, you know, neat. You can't finish in the middle of a point. True. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. I'll like be less than a minute. So we talked last week, love your neighbour as you first love yourself. So looking after yourself. And I already said before, we need to expect ourselves to be powerful people and others to also be powerful. If I say no to Mel, she actually has it within her power to find help from Fiona or someone else. Um, and we need to just understand our sense of responsibility. Um, is that true? Elders' children? Yeah, I made that up. Elders, no, it's true. Elders' children often take responsibility for 
others, and they all got to nod in. Hands up if you're the eldest child here. Um, just tell. because often, you know, just help mummy with, you know, junior, you know, like just do that for mummy while I look after that. And so children just, sorry Sam, yeah. just, um, <laughs> they just automatically take responsibility because they're helping, but then they get in that pattern of, of taking responsibility for others. Um, people with fuzzy boundaries can be compliant on the outside, resentful on the inside. That's the end. Okay, so what before we so what I want to what what I want to do is can you give me a backpack, please? Uh, all right, thank you. So so as we close this part of the, the message today, I want to remember I want you to remember you were created for great relationships. You were God designed you and created you for great relationship with Him and great relationship with others. So I don't know what your relationships are like in your different spheres at school or work or wherever you go. Um, but we talked a little bit about backpacks, and I want you to, to think about this personally. Take a moment. Do you have someone in your world that you are carrying their backpack? Is there, is there someone that you are relating with that, that is expecting you to carry stuff or do stuff or be something that you are not designed to be? Because the problem is, while you do that, you are, in many ways, you are unhelpful. Because God might be trying to do a work in that person. And they, each one of us, are, remember Paul said, carry your own load. We've got a responsibility before God to carry the responsibility and loads that He, that he gives us. And it's not works, but it's the, it's the daily toil of life. It's the, it's, the going to, it's, it's the going to work, it's being in a family, it's being a friend, being a mum, being a dad, being a grandpa, it's all of that. And so when we start to carry things for people that they are called to do, it could be that you are robbing them of God doing a work in them. Whilst, whilst you're carrying their backpack and, and carrying their emotions and, and then carrying... Look, I understand there's times when we, like the burdens, there's times we step in and help and assist, but sometimes all of a sudden we find ourselves carrying our, someone's backpack and then we end up carrying their, their burden and then we carry someone else's backpack and all of a sudden, maybe this is you this morning, you're feeling that you are carrying everything for everyone. That's not right. It's not healthy. It's not healthy for you. It's certainly not healthy for them. Because, because uh, in, in their daily loads, God requires them. It's, it's part of their growing in God is the responsibility they have in God to carry their own load. But I want to ask you personally, is there someone in your world that's expecting you, like the joke I said last week, expecting you to be God for them? Expecting you to meet all their emotional needs, all their financial needs, all their spiritual needs. Is this, I don't know, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but maybe you've got people in your world that you are carrying their backpacks. My question to you, my, my challenge to you is, are you bold enough to give it back? It's hard. It's hard if you've been doing it for a long time. It's hard if they've been expecting this of you for a long time and you've been doing it for them for a long time the most friends the most loving thing you can do is give it back and say you know what it's it's the, the most loving you tell them it's the most loving thing i can do is to allow you to carry your own load and uh, I, I it, it could be a difficult conversation for you to do that so but is there someone that you can do that to maybe there is maybe there's someone you've been carrying things it's time to give them back their responsibilities and, and you'll find yourself 
you might find rejection or hurt and all those type of things are the, the, the reasons we don't do it. We've talked about some of them. But you can't carry, the more you're carrying, the less free you are, the less margins you have in life for, for really helping those that we are called to help on the journey. So that's the challenge. And the last thing I want to do before I pray is uh, who finds it hard to say no? Anyone? Let's be honest. Who finds it hard? I'm going to give you a re five simple words that you can say that's going to change your world. It's going to change your world. These five words are going to empower you to say no. The words are that, and the next word is a compound word, but I'm calling it one. That doesn't work for me. Someone's going to ask you to do something. What are you going to say? Let's do it together. That doesn't work for me. And you can use your fingers if you like when you talk to them. Just don't start with the two middle ones. You'll be fine, okay? Um, but here's a really practical thing that you can do. When someone's asking you to carry something um, of their, of the, which they should be carrying, and you don't want to, so you, you don't want to, so you, you want to say no, but you don't know how to say no. Just say, you know what? That doesn't work for me. Leave it at that. It doesn't matter if they ask why. That's not none of their business. Um, obviously, husbands and wives, you can't use that one if someone's in bed and they'd like a glass of water. Um, that, that's a, let's see how that goes for you. We'll do conflict resolution. That does. Yeah, that doesn't work for me. I'm gonna try that one now. You now you're in trouble. So, um, can you wash the dishes? Well, that doesn't work for me. Five words. What are they? That doesn't work for me. Uh, that'll change your life. Those five words, and that'll help you feel empowered and allow someone else to carry their own stuff, which they should be carrying. So uh, that's it. We're going to pray. And so, uh, Father God, we do thank you that uh, you've created us so uniquely and wonderfully. Uh, and Lord, we just thank you that you've created us for great relationships. And Lord, I do know that, that personally and across our church family, there's times when our relationships struggle and uh, all, all sorts of boundaries and expectations are all fuzzy and messed up. And, and Lord, I just thank you that that is not the great relationship that you have in mind for us. And Lord, as we put into practice the, your, your principles through your word, how you've called us to live in creating healthy boundaries where we can feel safe and flourish and we can see others feel safe and flourish, where we can carry the, our own loads that is required of us to uh, fulfill what you've called us to do on this planet. Lord, that we've got responsibility to steward those things well. And while we're carrying everyone else's stuff, Lord, we can't do what you've called us to do well. So Lord, help us to be bold and loving. Lord, help us to be able to uh, set boundaries that are going to help people uh, and, and bring freedom to us. And Jesus, for those that are struggling, those that are uh, working through some real difficult relationships, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just let them know that you are with them and that, uh, that you are for them and that you will help them uh, to move toward a place of health and safety and freedom. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.